Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Horror Hangout, a podcast where two and sometimes three, but today two, bearded film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time and talk about them. My name is Ben Errington and I'm joined by a regular co-host, Mr. Andy Conduit-Turner. Hello, Ben. How are you? Hello, Andy Conduit-Turner. Uh, I'm very well, thank you. Welcome to... This is a bonus ode. It is a little bonus ode. Bonus ode klaxon. <laughs> bonus ode klaxon. I would like to know what the bonus ode klaxon sounds like. I reckon it's just all three of our voices c- combined in some sort of banshee-like scream. Yeah, in the triforce of sound. The Triforce of Sound. Do, doing, doing the human equivalent of the air horn, air horn noise. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to hear that. Uh, yeah. I mean, we have the technology. We could do it. Maybe not live. We'll have to really yeah. get one of the get one of our audio editing bonus friends o, to really put it together. O, let's do it. I'll, I'll add it to the list of ever, <laughs> ever, the ever-growing list of things we need to do for you've this covered, podcast. You've covered a, a major factor today, though, Ben. You mentioned it's a podcast where you know, the film fans... We watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. It feels like the discourse around today's bonus movie it is both the best and worst horror movie of all time. A real polarizing one. Yeah, depends who you are and what your experiences are in life. You might come into this and think it's the best, might come into it and think it's the worst. Do you ever feel like, like, I know it's often difficult to see things from other people's point of view, but have you ever watched a film, not saying it's this one, that you've found completely, you've you've not enjoyed any element of it. You've you'd say you've hated it, but somebody somebody out there, it's their favourite film. Oh yeah, I'm gonna. It's gonna take me a minute to pull an example of films that I. I will pull, a rule. I will, I'll pull an example oh, you from on. this very franchise. Okay, so I really really did not like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, two, part two. Okay. Uh, with Dennis Hopper and you know it's a bit of a comedic take um, there's a load of mad shit happening I really didn't enjoy it maybe it's just the mood I was in I find it almost unwatchable to the point where I was just like oh this is just ridiculous it tarnishes the legacy of Toby Hooper's movie and Toby Hooper directed that one I think didn't he? Did he? Did I have he? to look that up I'm not sure I've seen I'm not sure I've even seen the sequel because I think I've been affected by the bad press I've heard that it's very different and a it's lot of people different. don't like it however um so yeah it's directed by toby hooper it's a black comedy slasher film so obviously the tone is very different however like in in the realms of the horror world i think it's quite well well respected now for me i'm almost like i don't understand does that make me an idiot is everyone else an idiot maybe we're all just, just misunderstood. you just don't get it yeah you just oh, you just didn't just didn't get it then yeah it just peed me off peed it's like how polite i'm being it would peed me off ever so much it's a it's a it's a bonus episode the uh you know the folks listening to these have got a higher standard of course yeah yeah don't want to throw in the f's in the in the c bomb no no, no effing and jeffing i will (laughs) (laughs) absolutely zero effing and jeffing i will apologize because this uh, this bonus episode i think we were going to do it around about the time of the movie being released um i think we bit off more than we could chew in terms of um not just bonus content but just content in general we've been covering a film festival as well 
So yeah. well, to, to be fair, I don't think I think finding time to watch the movie was was easy enough. I think we all saw the film on the weekend it came out, right? I'm pretty sure we saw it when the discourse on it was pretty fresh, but then finding time more than once a week to get everyone together has been a little bit challenging because we're all over the shop, busy, busy. Yeah, but we've done There's it. There's two of us in now. We've That's close it, enough. Like, not, not quite a month later, but you know, getting there. Two of us, that yeah. is close enough. Two out of three yeah. ain't bad. As, who said that? Meatloaf? Yeah, Someone go said on. it. Tribute <laughs> it to Meatloaf. Two out of three ain't bad. Meatloaf. Yeah, that's a Meatloaf yes. song. There we go. Got him. Um, there we go. Rest in peace. Meat. <laughs> so today's movie is uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the 2022 movie um, that was released on Netflix back in February. I think it was February 18th, 2022. Weird. What was kind of strange about this was that a lot of people saw it. <clears throat> and yeah. Um, it's got to be the Netflix thing, obviously, because it's so much more accessible <clears throat> to everybody. Whereas the movie before that, Leatherface, which I think was 2019, possibly. Don't think anyone. But it seemed like everyone who was anyone, not just horror horror fans, but fans of movies in general, was was watching it and sort of the discourse. Yeah, it was, was trending on like the top, like, you know, top 10 streaming in your location this week film, certainly like in the UK, we had it as a top 10 streaming. So and I, think um, it was I don't like, know if the stats are from me. Hit a lot of numbers though, right? I think we discussed it on one of our previous episodes where I think this movie was streamed more than anything else on a particular weekend, um, which is, if anything, good for the genre. Let's just say that. Yeah. Like a, a, a horror movie franchise, like a sequel slash reboot slash recall slash something legacy sequel. legacy sequel using a very popular obviously franchise name is is do is doing well you know but people clearly still have an appetite for that and i think yeah, people good. turned up to see it yeah yeah and i think you know it's good for leatherface as well because i think i'm sure if there was a brand new halloween movie scream movie something like that it would have done well as well but it's good for Leatherface to be able to stand alongside those big, bad, scary bastards and uh, do the bits, do the numbers on Netflix and get the body count in because clearly that's what he's done in this one. So let me just give you a little intro to the movie because, you know, you might be listening to this. You might know nothing about it. So Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a 2022 American slasher film directed by David Blue Garcia um it's from a so i think the reason this was initially quite hyped up is because it's from a story by fede alvarez who obviously made the evil dead remake uh don't breathe and is currently slated i don't know if slated or confirmed to be directing a new take on alien with ridley scott producing so this film is a direct sequel to the texas chainsaw massacre 1974 and the ninth installment of the overall franchise. So it seems, I don't know if it completely vetoes all of the other movies, because I think the director did say, look, in some reality, I don't know if it's the multiverse of Leatherface, <laughs> in some reality, the sequels do exist. Um, but in this particular story, it's directly following on from the first one. So I don't really know what that means, but... I think in many ways, like any... I think 
the popularity of comic book movies has basically given so many people such a great shortcut to do what they want with reality in films. Hmm. 20 years ago, Ben, someone was talking about alternate realities and so on. All but your comic fans would be like, explain that to me, I don't get (laughs) it. But now, because these films are so popular and everyone's into it and like and everyone has seen spoilers for no way home everyone three two one three spider-mans in the same film from different realities and it's a it's a it's a it's a great exciting thing but now everyone has it for shorthand so now if you're doing something yeah in some reality if i you know if i decide to go back and do one of those then then that exists but for the purposes of this one it's not in this particular reality and timeline so basically you can chop and change whatever you want and actually you've got ways to hand wave that shit away uh, a little bit and actually great because then if it goes really well then if people have fond memories for both of the things then you'll be given a job trying to mash those together later on again yeah well the fact that this is the ninth installment like this has this this franchise has gone in some interesting directions uh, not just with Texas Chainsaw 2, but also Leverface, which is the third movie. Um, the new, what are they called? The new generation? The young, the next generation? The, the, the next was... generation, there's a, there's a prequel, right? Yeah. There's, a, there's a prequel, which is a prequel to the early 2000s, Jessica yeah. Biel. Like, yeah, yeah it's uh, there's a prequel to that one. Um, there's one there's of the more the recent ones where she's his, where Leatherface is the main girl's cousin in yeah, it. Yeah, that was just the one called Texas Chainsaw, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and obviously, have, I, have, they, I, have, they, have I, they not done any? Have they not left the planet with Texas Chainsaw yet? Mm, don't think so. Um, I reckon he writes itself. You call it Leatherface. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. It does write itself, but still, hire Andy Conduit Turner to write that, please. Yeah, I like leather space. I mean, I will say, Ben, that it isn't necessarily in, in some reality the other films will exist. Yeah. But leather, how, how would he get to space? I could he be scared of flying? I mean, I know going to uh, probably not... got probably got a problem with it, hasn't he? Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, I reckon it, a launch happens and he just kills people in the in the shuttle. You know, something similar obviously happens in this movie. Have you seen Leatherface, the twenty seventeen prequel, where it's got like. There's a bit of a, a twist in that, which I, just to be fair, didn't see the twist coming, but still I was like, oh, what? Bit naff. Um, it's a bit all over the place, that one. Um, I only watched it fairly recently for the first time ever. It's sort of supposed to be like, oh, here's how... I, what, I, what I fundamentally hate, right, about any form of prequel slash origin story is when it goes like this. Do you want to know how Leverface became Leverface? Yes, I do. I want to know. Here he is, really young. Okay. And he's basically the same character, but young. <laughs> yeah, they're the and same, go, but young. He's got, he's got slightly nicer hair. No, that's not an origin. That's not That's not a prequel. Like, a perfect example for me is Gotham, when they're like, it's the origin of all of these characters. Oh, right, yeah. It's the origin of some of the biggest villains the, in, in, in Batman's rogues gallery. Okay. Like who? Like the Riddler. Fish Mooney. Fish Mooney, the big most important oh, yeah. villain Fish of all. Mooney. They go, right, like the Riddler. Here's the Riddler. Already telling riddles. 
no, that's not what I want. I don't <laughs> want him already telling riddles. I want to know why he tells riddles, what started it, and then and then he went, oh, it's poison ivy as a kid. What's happened? She's just controlling these plants. Have a look at that. She's what? a poison ivy already. This isn't a prequel. That's just the same character, but young. My that's God. Muppet Babies, effectively. Muppet... You're just Muppet Babies. <laughs> Muppet Babies. The remember? same characters, they're just small. Do you remember how the Muppet Babies theme tune went? They could sing it to you now, Ben. You could? Yeah. Please do it. Muppet Babies, <laughs> words I do not know what. Da, 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 da. Exactly uh, and he goes, I knew that. Uh, I knew that. I just wanted to confirm then, that you knew it. Yeah. I like. I love that my favorite trope of Muppet Babies is open a door and then there'll be like a Darth Vader on the other side, <laughs> like a like a film clip. Is it Muppet Babies? It sounds a bit like they go together like they... Is that from Greece? That's Greece. But, it sounds I mean, like that though. Muppet it, Babies it does not like sound that. like Muppet Babies. <laughs> Thank you. Now those two are forever tangled in my head. If you tuned into this bonus episode. To listen to two guys talk about Texas Chainsaw Massacre and expected not to hear the Muppet Babies theme tune. Yeah. Shame on you. I think this is what you come to our content for, I, I think. Like, you start, you've got horror, you're here to hang out about it. You could end up on Muppet Babies, you could end up on all Power kinds Rangers. of things. We did Power Rangers a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Extensively discussing Power Rangers, <laughs> but yeah, it's these it's these asides that people. It's just going to get to a point where we, for... barg- we bargain with ourselves as to what's horror, and not just so we can have an excuse to talk about. Yeah, we, like we've that. never we've never done that in the past. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, what I'm saying about the asides is, listeners at home, you like it, you love it, you need it. So there you go. <laughs> All three of those things. Yeah. Uh, okay. So a brief synopsis for this movie is. After nearly 50 years of hiding, that's a lot of hiding. Is does that make Leatherface the world hide and seek champion? Possibly. I, I would say, I would say so. And like it appears, just been having a nice life, just living yeah. with that lady. So Leatherface returns to terrorize a group of idealistic young friends who accidentally disrupt his carefully shielded world in a remote Texas town. I don't think he returns. He's just knocking about where he's always been knocking about. He's just getting on and these people turn up and don't do the proper paperwork that sets him off. In many ways, this is one of the more interesting <laughs> that not defending what he goes on to do. Two wrongs do not make a right. But in many ways dozens of wrongs. He is just he is just getting on. Yeah. He he is just getting on with things. Arguably he should have been in prison for the things he did in the nineteen seventies, but to, to be fair, Ben, who, a lot of big names should be in prison for things they did in the 70s. It only comes out after they've died. It's true. Um, as soon yeah. as Leverface kicks the bucket, all of these killings are going to come to light. Yeah. Uh, but is he ever going to kick the bucket? Because he seems to age like Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> like a fine wine. Because <laughs> I'm looking at this guy, right? And I'm thinking 60 tops. 60 tops. Like from You, you see a couple of shots of him without the mask, without the levery face. Um 60 years old, surely. No. You, so you to believe he was 10 in the original? <laughs> he was 10, all right? He just, Kevin, Mc- it, it's Kevin it, McAllister. Those people a lot came of vegetables. to his house. See the size of him? So I'm thinking, is he supposed to be like 20 in the original? And this point, 50 years later, he's 70. Yeah. Right? But to be fair, I saw the state of that house in the first one. 
he doesn't have the best standard of living. That's true. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure he's getting towards. I'm not sure he's getting up to his his seventies and still being in absolute all, fighting shape. Or they're always eating loads of horrible shite. He's bound to have got food poisoning at least twenty five times in his life. Surely. Yeah, I, I feel. I feel. I feel like what we got from the original Toby Hooper Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and certainly from some of the remakes, like. The kitchen and the way those people are eating, sometimes people, like, it's um, it's a recipe for disaster. It's like the baker's fat house in um, in Resident Evil 7. It makes that look like a Michelin-starred restaurant. <laughs> yeah, it does. Gordon Ramsay goes in that kitchen. He'd be like, close it down! It's raw! This <laughs> yeah. hand, this severed <laughs> hand. He'd be getting those two bits of bread and putting them on leather faces. Head. What have I made? It's like, oh, idiot sandwich. Yeah, oh, yeah. fucking... <laughs> Say it louder. A leather face, idiot sandwich, correct. Um, best, best, not less side, best Gordon Ramsay Hell's <laughs> Kitchen ever is when there's a guy there and he goes... He goes, you are a fat idiot. And the guy goes, don't call me fat, Gordon, you prick. <laughs> I think I've only ever seen Hell's Kitchen bits in meme form. In little little, little, little snippets. Little hors d'oeuvres. Uh, so basically the crux of this is that for some reason there's a load of young entrepreneurs, uh, you know, social media influencer types, I guess you would say, because I think that's how they've got a bit of money and a bit of a following. For some reason, go into the abandoned Texas town of Harlow to auction off all these like old abandoned properties to create some sort of like trendy, I mean, super gentrified area. But yeah, it's putting some trendy it's wine miles bars. away from everything. There's no way that's going to take off. Who's who's investing in this? Dragon's Den, these... I'm out. These big, um, you know, these big kind of modern, modern folks, you know, all very social media, all very online. They haven't bid remotely on these things, done a video tour. No, no, we, we will get on the bus and go over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll get on the bus and we'll get loads of our followers over. Because that's what they are. And they're like, they're sort of followers slash friends and... You know? Yeah, and like just you know, investors and everything that they know that's all from one of our main characters who set this up and they've got this tour there. And they've also, by the way, they have arrived on the town on the day of the auction about 20 25 minutes before it's happened, and not a couple of days to yeah. get it all sorted, get it all set up. They've just turned up, it just seems literally like flipping it over. Yeah, if I knew anybody and they were like, This is my business idea, I'd be like, I respect you for the hustle, but what on earth That's you guys are fire festival in this you guys a fire festival festival in it is a piece of bread with a shitty piece of cheese on it uh and one lettuce leaf that's basically what you're gonna end up having where are you gonna get it seems like the kind of place that goes yeah we only source from local places it's a wasteland out there yeah literally what are you gonna be buying buying in your tumbleweeds i guess they could get things from that shop that they visit from the other shop that's open that's on the motor before they get there at the beginning. Maybe they could buy things from there. It's always a little shop like that, no. Basically, but yeah. before any of these films or films like these, I'm talking Hills Have Eyes, take place, you must first visit a gas station. Um, did they visit a gas station in this? Yeah, to have a slightly yeah. ominous time. That's it. And she buys like a little little penis man oh, from yeah. there, right? A little 
What was it? Penis man. Like a little... Or am I thinking of the... Uh, is it, is it all like blurred little... into one? Am I thinking of the petrol station they visit in the Slumber Party Massacre um, oh remake? But, but basically, any form of... Any form of little petrol station, gas station, usually ran by somebody who clearly knows what awaits them um, is, is kind of well, what happens. In this... Uh, the petrol station, in this case, they kind of have and this this the whole film banks on this very heavily which it comes into the reviews it comes into the content of the film this film effectively is about culture war which is the same the, the interaction they have at the very beginning they see a man filling up his car and it's in texas which is an open carry state so you can walk around you've got your you, yeah, you have your gun on you and he's got his gun there and they immediately go to um oh, look at this man with his gun out means he's got a little willy isn't it and they got like and you know he carries a gun which you can agree with or not but he's not he's not deaf so he basically says he has a bit of a go at them not in a menacing way but it's a it's an interaction which you depends on your side of things you could fall with either side of that argument with those with those characters um, and it then plays on that because that character that they had to go up having a gun and have a bit of an encounter with turns out to also be the handyman that's there to work with them and get some of the buildings set up. Handyman. Uh, and they, yeah, there's a handyman and they want to rely on him for some security and some support later on in the film. Um, what is kind of interesting in that sense, though, is that one of the main characters, uh, Leela, who is there's, there's two sisters who are like the main characters melody and leela uh and there's another what's the other guy called dante yeah dante da- is dante the main guy yeah dante's inferno um so obviously leela has she survived a school shooting and the trauma of that is kind of really lent into with the trauma i mean first of all worst luck of anybody ever to get to survive the school shooting and then a few years later to be faced with a lever face with a taint with a chainsaw massacre with a chainsaw man yeah you don't like yeah it's it's bad luck but i think and i think you mentioned this at the time ben it's almost not that i want to see more school shootings on my in my entertainment but it feels like that element that she's a survivor of a, a terrible incident at her at a school doesn't go too far into like we see it as a flashback and then we see it come up later on when she's looking at handling the guns but it feels like this film has a number of a number of side stories or a number of um directions it could take but it never fully completes any of them because hmm. it, it's something about her past but i wouldn't say that it Apart from coming back and she ha- she remembers it again before she has the final kind of battle that she indulges with 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 Leatherface later on, it's not like an event that she, unless I've missed something, like it's not something that she learned from that event or something that was left with her in that event that means that she does survive the incident. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it seems to be, I think it's quite good character development though. It's just something a mm. little bit different to give these characters because in a way on the surface i think we're supposed to kind of dislike a lot of these characters who have just 
swanned in to you know a small town bought up the town and now wants to turn it into you know it, the thing is the gentrified as, housing yeah i mean as it depends what sort of generation of of person you are as well i think because if you're from a particular generation you're going to look at these people and just think oh my god avocado on toast hipsters coming in with their you know what i mean like oh bloody hell if you just if you just cancelled your netflix subscription for six months you could buy you could buy 10 texas towns you could buy yeah, 10 um, texas towns it's either uh, that and i guess they're painted in that way whereas we're i don't know people who aren't of that ilk and who are of a different generation kind of see the similarities between that generation and, and your own but at the same time can't condone a lot of the stuff they do in this which is like move out this house immediately you slag yeah and that's another thing as well like this is a very tech thing like one of the, the inciting event of this entire movie this is your Blair Witch booting those rocks over this is your you know this is your inciting incident this is what's his name from Ghostbusters turning off the containment unit yeah. They come in and the lady is quite nice to them, um, but has some old fashioned language in terms of, um, you know, uh, Dante in particular. And it puts them all on the defensive. And before you know it, there's a big row because they they insist that a house has been sold and she needs to be evicted. Um, and they get into a scuffle with her and the lady... The, the lady who is visibly dragging around an oxygen cylinder surprising yeah. no one like can't really deal with um being harassed by uh by people and and collapses and then goes on to die um which sets leatherface off into a frenzy because he lives with her he's like her an adopted boy who's been living with her all this time so he's not this is the thing they've kind of vetoed the whole family dynamic and scenario for leatherface they've gone this isn't his mum or anything like that it's because how old his mum have to be anyway 190 yeah. uh, this is <laughs> this is a, a, just a kindly woman who's taken him in from from the orphanage not only if she's gone right i'm gonna take you in for this orphanage he's gone thank god and he's going but also we're gonna live here in this orphanage and he's gone fuck it, i just want to get out of it yeah no no you can stay here in my home for wayward boys um so yeah. yeah, so this woman Ginny is played by Alice Kriege, who, I mean, she's obviously a good actress because whenever I see her, I get the willies up me a little bit because she's in um, Silent Hill as the sort of mad, bloody woman, <laughs> the mad bloody, the bloody <laughs> mad woman, the horrid, the horrid lady, yeah, and she is also in the, in the fairly recent movie Gretel and Hansel as like a scary witch, witchy woman. So something about. Something about the way she looks puts me, you know. Is she the blooming, yeah. Imagine having that. She's the bloody bored queen, isn't she? Oh, what from uh, from Star Trek? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, she yeah. The... Of course she is. Yeah, you're yeah. right. I didn't even. I honestly, did not even think of that until you said it. See, so she's Star Trek. So she's yeah. So she's horrible, horrible space robot. Yeah. And then lots of other things. She's also in Sleepwalkers that make her a horrible yeah. cat person as well. Yeah. I'm there not sure what she is in Sleepwalkers. So, she might just, just from, be woman in shop. Just from seeing her in this movie, I've gone, oh no, something bad's going to happen. And it does, but to her. To she her, dies. yeah. Leverface turns up 
um, at the top of the stairs. At this point, I was a bit like, is that supposed to be Leatherface? I don't know. I wasn't sure. Yeah. But maybe that was just yeah. because he didn't have a Leatherface. Easy to mistake someone as not being Leatherface when they haven't got a Leatherface. Yeah. You think, oh, it's just... Um... It's all face face there. It's all skin face, man. Not leather face. <laughs> Although he is more skin face in this film. Um, so he comes along for the ride. He gets in the ambulance. One of the other friends of the of the young'uns gets in as well. Is it Ruth? Dante, is it Dante's girlfriend, Ruth? Okay, right. Something's got to happen because I don't know how much more of this I can take, which is people who look like Margot Robbie slash... <laughs> What's, what's, what's the name for Ready or Not as well? Uh, oh, <laughs> people who oh like, I, I, I could have said that. I could have said a name until you... Um, yeah. Uh, Samara it, Weaving. Samara Weaving, well done. Um, basically, if you look like Margot Robbie or Samara Weaving, first of all, congratulations. Great. Great for you. Great for your career. Great for, you know, fans of either of those actresses. But it's getting confusing because... <laughs> Everyone, like, if I start to lose my mind a bit as I get older and my brain starts to, you know, deteriorate as it does. Apparently it happens from the age of 27. I'm 35 now, so probably getting there. If that keeps happening, everyone looks looks like Margot Robbie slash Samara Weaving. You know, I'm going to be baffled, confused. Well, I hope have you got, like, basically, Ben, like, if we're going to have to be still doing this in, unless we age like Leatherface. <laughs> then we're gonna. Then we're gonna need, I guess, the the special brain juice from the deep blue sea sharks. That's the only way we're gonna be able to restore ourselves. Yeah, exactly. But then maybe we'll go rogue if that happens. We'll escape from the confines and, of and our... eat and eat and eat Samuel L. Jackson. Eat Samuel L. Jackson when you least expect it. But so basically, long <laughs> long story short, what I'm trying to say is, God damn, this woman looks like Margot Robbie slash. Tomorrow, tomorrow weaving yeah too many people look a bit like you know i get it margot robbie's doing very well for herself so it's probably quite expensive now for a film and very busy exactly so they're going so you're to right. find people that look a bit like i feel bad for ruth though because actually she doesn't do anything wrong she even goes to the hospital with that lady <laughs> yeah so everybody's reaction to this is kind of like a couple of them are like we did nothing wrong sure she's died from a heart attack but that would have happened anyway if we weren't here that sort of attitude Whereas Ruth is a bit more like, I'm going to go with her. But then the police, is a police, two police officers get in the cars? Yeah, it's like a local, because it is like quite a local rural community, the police, the sheriff and his deputy, like that is the ambulance. They're going to be driving them to, they're like all the emergency services, probably the AA as well. If someone breaks down, they're going to be changing that tire. <laughs> That's how it happens. Uh yeah, so when they're driving to 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 the hospital, God knows where that is. Um, Ginny does die. She didn't die in the house. She died like in the back of the hosp- in the back of the ambulance on the way to the hospital. Um, and yeah, that basically makes Leatherface go. I've been living for fifty years with this lovely lady. She's been keeping me sane. The second she dies, I'm gonna go back to my old ways. I'm yeah, he return. probably gets like. Like I can imagine if this film had been made a few years ago, I say a few, 10, 15 years ago at this point, this is when Drowning Pool comes on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Let the body set the flow. Let the body 
face, put the leather face on your face. You got a chainsaw, yeah. Does he, yeah, he automatically yeah. have access to a chainsaw at this moment? No, he doesn't, does he? Yeah, he summons it like Thor's hammer, <laughs> puts his hand out the window. So he summons this... Uh, he doesn't actually summon the uh, the chainsaw. He gets that a bit later. That's okay. like his Act 3 reveal when he gets his chainsaw. Um, but he he goes absolutely nanas in the and takes out the sheriff and the deputy and crashes in a lovely picturesque sunflower field. Yeah. And then um, not Margot Robbie gets it, oh, sadly. Well, he, he, no he fault of her own. He makes himself a new mask first, doesn't he? Oh, he, he does. He makes off, himself a leather face. He, make, he cuts off um, who has been his mother figure for 50 years. He's probably been thinking that whole time, I can't wait to cut your face off and wear it. And uh, he finally gets his wish because she died. And he puts her leather face on. Well, I say leather face. She might have a good skincare routine. She's a bit of an older woman now. So. Yeah, she's an older lady, but I don't... Like, I'm not a tanner, Ben. I've never claimed to be, and I never will. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure... You can't just remove skin and call it leather straight away. There's a process. Yeah. Oh, I've just uh, made you a lovely leather jacket. Is that literally just come off a cow like 10 seconds ago? No. It's not that. It's just, it's just skin. Of course, all leather comes from the leather region of France. Otherwise, it is just sparkling skin. That's what it is. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I see what you did there, Mr. Yeah. Mr. Champagne. Uh, yeah, so um, he's... <laughs> sparkling so, yeah. skin. Like... So, yeah, sparkling skin face is... He, he's at it again. He's... um, And, yeah, he, he gets a... Uh, I think this is one of the more brutal kills of the film, especially as it's probably for one of the more innocent victims. What does he do? Um, I don't remember. Stabs her um, in the neck, punches her in the... Yeah, it's just... But I think it's just like a very brutal hit and it's a very close up. It's a very yeah. close up, quite... Um, I think she I think tries leans to call... in through the... Yeah, leans in through the car and really just yeah. gets her up close and personal. I kind of think, also, this is what I'm thinking superhuman strength he obviously had that in 1973 how's he got superhuman strength still has he been working out is he just genetically superior is that what yeah. you're saying mate you know those things that you get that you can do hand grip with to just do your grip strength yeah it's just 50 years in the house that <laughs> 50 years of that never never started done it in his sleep yeah and he's been, and he had like a little wooden chainsaw, and he's just doing the practice motions with it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, there we go. So that happens back at the uh, back at Harlow. I think everyone's kind of just walking around, having a look about. Leela, the one who survived the school shooting, she strikes up a, I don't know, kind of. It says here strikes up a friendship, but just I don't she know. starts chatting with the with the handyman slash. Mechanic like, yeah, the mechanic. Like he's the he's a bit of everything. Um, but he's also the guy with the gun that's gonna be handy later on. He's yeah. had a falling out with Dante because they've already said, like, you did check that you actually did own that building that you would just harassed a woman to death out of. And he said, Yeah, I did check. And he turns around and he's like, I didn't check. Not really. <laughs> I didn't actually check. But no. it's too late. We can't argue about that now because a whole busload of Hold a bus, a whole load of bus load of millennials oh. has turned would up. You, would you get old bus? I'd make sure all the eyes were dotted and T's were crossed before I got a old bus load like I of say, people I, I, turning up. I, I think if you're invested in this entire town, you can afford to have 
come a day early, if not yeah. a week. Come a day early and then, you know, yeah. So everyone's, apparently these people are potential buyers, but they all seem like sort of influencer types. It's some influencers slash investors. Um, so yeah, they all turn up and I think we kind of know what's possibly going to be happening um, at this point. I think there's, they start doing like, they start doing the auction, don't they? fairly fairly soon yeah they're literally auctioning off they're literally auctioning off properties and so on it's like oh yeah this will be really cool juice bar um this will be um great little place for beard oil and uh, what other things avocados obviously avocados on toast oh expensive oil. expensive cereal that you can eat at lunchtime cereal killer cafe yeah very nice um, so that, that's what they're that's what they're on for opening but then before you know, I don't know how Leatherface, I don't remember how Leatherface gets back from town, just, from just, the the fields. He just walk just it. He walks. I mean, to be fair, he can't have been gone, he can't have got that far, but I guess. Only 10 minutes up the road, only at Sunflower Hill, just over the road. <laughs> yeah, I'll be all right. I'll, I'll, I'll walk back, don't worry about it. I've got a lovely face to keep me warm. I'm all good. Um, yeah. So I think around about this time is when Melody and Dante, they go back to the orphanage to try and find proof to make sure that they definitely remove Ginny from her home, thus killing her, um, to, to make sure that she hasn't got the rights or anything like that for the And they the do dudes. find proof, but it's the opposite proof to the proof they want. <laughs> oh, it's a big up. bit of paper that says, I own this house, not you. Yeah, fuck you. And obviously, they're kind of devastated about that. And now we get like an introduction of a legacy character into the mix, who I guess is kind of playing the Laurie Strode type role from Halloween 2018, where it's like, I've mm -hmm. been waiting my whole life to get back at Leatherface. I think if you've been waiting your whole life, like he's not that far from probably where he was. I'm sure you could have tracked him down in some sort of vigilante style. Yeah, you were in the same in the same town this this entire time. <laughs> Oh god, that's a coincidence, isn't it? We're in the same town. We never bumped into each other down the post office. He doesn't leave Do the house very much. Do you um? So I'm, I'm here. I'm hunting Leatherface down. I've been driven insane by this event that I, you know, was subjected to 50 years ago. Um, do you think that home for wayward boys is going to be a place to check where all sorts of waifs and strays yeah. turn up? A lot of disturbed characters, probably. Nah. 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 Well, nah I'll also, be I'll be uh, checking down the DMV. Thank you. <laughs> so Sally Hardesty is played by Alwyn Fuere. It's not the original actress because the original actress was Marilyn Burns who died in 2014. However, <laughs> I think a lot of the marketing for this kind of felt like it was trying to make out that she was the original actress. I don't yeah, know. I wouldn't I have told that... you that it wasn't without looking it up. I, I guess got they... that vibe just from I think there are bits in the trailers where it showed Sally and then it flashed back to that scene at mm -hmm. the end of the original where she's in the truck sort of laugh crying. <laughs> that, <laughs> oh, was God, when she... yeah. that was when she made the decision. When she was like cackling away that that she'd escaped from him in this desperate situation, really got the vibe of "I'm planning to kill you one day, even if it takes fifty years." I mean, I'm not one for holding a grudge, right? But I can't even imagine holding a grudge for a year. I mean, I know it's murder, but fifty years holding a grudge. I reckon at some point, thirty-five years in, you'd be like, "I think I'm over it. I'm done." I don't know, Ben. I'm. I'm I'm quite far along that way. I've told you this story already, Mrs. Radford, on my first day of school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you didn't say what. 
You say, yeah, my first day of school, Mrs. Radford. I've not been to school. Literally ever. God's sake, Mr. So I've had that one for, what, 34 years, I guess. But not to the point where you you wanted to act on getting revenge in any sense. Uh, I figured I figured time is on my side on that one. Mm. Like if there's an opportunity mm. where, I don't know. I mean, if you find yourself in the perfect opportunity where she, where the roles are reversed somehow, who knows how or why, then you could do it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I guess that's it. I guess it's I guess it's scaled revenge. I don't need to wait for fifty years to kill a teacher that's slightly embarrassed like five year old me. I yeah. would like the opportunity for her to say something to me and have not quite got the right social etiquette <laughs> and gone oh, no, if I say how do you do, you say how do you do back, you don't say fine. You don't say do do you how. Um, <laughs> no. it was a, <laughs> nice to see you to see you good ha, no <laughs> wrong fuck you it's, get it's your nice references to see you to see the mid 90s correct nice. <laughs> yeah. maybe they'd be a similar sort of moment because obviously when, when Sally is faced with Leatherface when she comes face to face with his Leatherface there is a moment where she says don't you remember me and he clearly doesn't do you reckon that would happen with you and Miss what's her name Mrs Radford yeah Mrs. probably Radford, I say, imagine she's taught thousands of kids and told them don't you remember me you humiliated me in front of the class and she'd be like I don't even know who you are Thanos style you took everything from me. I don't even know who you are. <laughs> I'm fuming. Uh, yeah, so she gets a call from somebody to the point. Does, what do they say? Do they pretty much go, you never guess what, Sally? Leverface is back. And she goes. Yeah, the, right. the guy at the petrol station that we saw at the beginning, he, he gets, on the, gets on the blower to it, doesn't he? Well, he's a shitster, that guy. Jesus. Phones are up spilling the tea. Fifty years. He's like, maybe she's over it. Nah, it's alright. Like those people who always want the to give you the information of like one of your ex partners, what they're doing or who they're who they're with these days. You're like, I don't care. Don't tell me that. I'm not oh, interested. She, oh, they've got kids now, really happy they are. Thanks. <laughs> they've got kids, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really really attractive kids as well. Like, oh fuck off, leave me alone. What do you find kids oh, so, attractive? So, so the other day when they were down at the um, at the at the Rolls Royce factory getting another gold <laughs> one, and you go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just climb into my Ford Focus and in crowd. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They uh, they got it as a special present for lifetime achievement for sexiness. I think it was. <laughs> yeah. But basically, that is what this guy's doing. He's being that friend who does who yeah. wants to give you that information. Oh, yeah, he was just going past, really. Um, I, I mean, only caught him for a second, but he was off achieving all of your ambitions. <laughs> Bloody hell. You better, go, you better go show him the what's what. Yeah. So, so Sally, she goes, right, I'm on the way. Sally Hardesty is now apparently a battle-hardened Texas Ranger. I want to know what kind of battles she's been hardened by. Uh, learned... If this was a Zack Snyder number, there'd be an entire series of, like, Sally Hardy, Texas Ranger. Yeah. Um, so she heads like out to, dog the bounty hunter just she like heads out to apparently, <laughs> dog the bounty hunter she heads out to investigate apparently if investigate means shoot it with a shotgun <laughs> right? have a brief look at those murders and go yep that's a murder he's some, done i'm just gonna do some investigating all right what's your what's your technique are you like uh, are you detective are you world's greatest detective what gadgets have you got what are your techniques i'm just gonna shoot it in the face with a shotgun 
buckshot. Yeah, yeah so I'm I'm going to um, go and have a look at where there's been a murder. Um, maybe she puts a detective vision on, then finds his footprints that she can follow to the scene later on. So she can literally come yeah. and like shoot at him um, towards the end. And I think it was obvious how they were gonna how this was gonna play out. I just did. Did you not think it was obvious how it was gonna play out? Yeah. I just got a feel because so as Leatherface starts to kill. You know, starts to get his, his yeah, kill. He starts get he starts getting all of our disposable characters. So he gets Dante. I mean, serves him right for not doing his paperwork properly. Um, so he gets gets Dante. He then we get the I guess that again the most comment baity bit when he gets on the because it started raining, so all the influencers oh, are on the bus. Well, think about how he gets his chainsaw first. He smash it's in the it's hidden in the wall. Now, apparently, there's a, a nice touch. It's the same brand of chainsaw as the chainsaw we used in 1973. Who uh, is it the same? Supposed to be the same chainsaw? I guess we won't really know. Um, but yeah, he kills. When he, he moved, he moved into that home for Wayward Boys, and they boarded it up in the wall rather than give it away. Yeah, um, this boy, this orphan boy, he's got a chainsaw. I mean, I don't know how you feel about that. I'll oh, just stick it in a wall. We might need it later. <laughs> Stick it in a wall. <laughs> in case of emergency, break wall. Yeah. So I think Dante gets like... So at this point, doesn't Melody witness Dante like getting... She hides under the bed, doesn't she? Yeah. Mm. She hides and he gets um, not immediately killed. He gets a bit killed and then finished off. He gets a bit killed, then wakes up, walks around pretty much dead and then collapses, right? And that is when the Texas Ranger dude, not the Texas Ranger dude, sorry, the, um, the Texas the repairman, the Texas mechanicman dude goes in to investigate, and he gets brutalized. You know, I think what we're supposed to believe in this is that everyone's gonna die, killed by Leatherface in the most unforgiving, brutal way possible. His bloodlust will not be quenched. He is. I, I read. I read somewhere someone described it as a shark, a, t- a shark movie on land. I- I think that metaphor might come expressly from a scene later on in the film when one of the characters is crawling under the floorboards and the chainsaw itself is like yeah. a shark's fin coming through the wood. Yeah, great point. Definitely, that was good. Yeah, um, I can see that. Yeah. I can see that, and that's and that's the next twenty thirty minutes of this movie, right? It's just a rampage, a massacre, if you will. It is just a rampage, um, but. I think as we mentioned, so we briefly talked about this film when we on during our episode where we had Lucy as a guest on the Orphan episode, episode 220. We briefly spoke about this and I kind of spoke about how that with something like Michael Myers or Ghostface or something, there are certain tropes and story beats that we kind of have come to expect. So when there is a movie which is basically a unbelievable killing spree and nothing much else to it in terms of story when we expected more story a la halloween kills that was frustrating whereas with this which is a brand new standalone film i I can forgive it for being heavy on the violence and just about all the just about the rampage because we haven't had a film before which tries to set something up as this is part one of the story now here's part two and it's just a rampage the fact that this is just a standalone thing and it's a rampage I enjoyed it. I was yeah, into it. I think if you face it up, like, and uh, aside from going into all the things in the middle um, that don't exist in this reality, as we know, you and I, as, as easily to be digested, this doesn't happen in this reality, but 
what depth of story was there in the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre to build off? They're in Texas. Those people rock up to that house and there's some wrongans there and they massacre them. There isn't like a, uh, he is the spirit of a, of, a, of a boy who used to make leather. And then <laughs> yeah, like that, that isn't a thing that, that happens. No, so yeah, it, like it can be quite straightforward. It does like mythology and, you know, particular characters that are, that you expect to see in these films and particular things you expect to see just a bloke with a chainsaw, you know? And I think part of that is what makes it, which makes the original. And I think I've just said the original, I like the original. I like the remake of the original and I quite like this as well. So I think in terms of those three films, it sort of represents that grimy sort of, there's this sort of like alien otherworldly nature to it where you're a bit like, mm-hmm. well, I don't live in a place like that and I don't know people like that. So I'm terrified of the unknown, essentially, because of these people. I don't know any uh, uh, cannibals. Uh, yeah, there might. Yeah. In, for my money, there might be horrible. So you've got to watch out. Yeah. Um, I, and, you I, know, in, in this sense, and again, we talked about the school shooting that didn't really pay off, like, Technically, Leatherface in the beginning of this, a little bit of a victim in the beginning, right? Like a troubled person who has like a grief-based snap. Obviously, someone with a history of violence who is thrown back into that because of, you could argue, the insensitive way that he was... You could also argue that he would have gone mad the second that lady died of anything else. Like if Jean-Luc Picard had ripped her off a robot body and, and cast her out into space, leather space, that's how it happens. Um, ah! Yeah. So, um, yeah. Like you could argue that he would have always done that, but you could also argue, argue that he is responding to something that's happened to him as a victim. In many ways, is it John Wick? Except, you know, he's less handsome. Well. Uh, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's he's hanging. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 going at it. Um, yeah, he he's going at it in this movie, and this is where he all the all the influences are on the bus, and we get, I don't know, is it inspired or is it terribly lazy millennial slash Gen Z writing when it's like, hey, if you do anything scary, Chainsaw Man, you're you're cancelled. I mean, I mean, that line was in the trailer as well, and I think it was a big sigh from everybody who watched it, and it's a bit like, okay, I get it. Do I particularly like it? Well, not really, but is it making me suddenly hate this film? No. I kind of enjoyed this scene where there's a a massacre under these like blue fluorescent lights. The blood looks like black under blue fluorescent lights, doesn't it? So it, was, yeah. it did have a particular... And it was a it's nice... A nice- a nice it's a nice shot. stylistic job. Yeah, and I do you know what? It reminded me of you know sometimes when there's like a a single location film, and you're a bit like, how can this film go on for ninety minutes in a single location? But then within that single location, you know, they're a little. For example, they end up in hiding in the toilet of the. Like, can you imagine? Yeah, so imagine, imagine like a ninety-minute Chainsaw Man trying to get you in a bus movie. I just imagine that, like a single location, and it's just super claustrophobic. But yeah. there obviously is a good moment as well where Leela is on the floor lying down, and there's a flashback to what she looked like mm-hmm. when she saw a victim at the, the shooting. school shooting. 
but then someone gets like their face caved in with a chainsaw. But this this entire scene is definitely what's driving a lot of the conversation around this movie. I think this is the hinge point that a lot of people have gravitated towards. I have some of the reviews appear on Letterbox. Well, some some of the things here, and like I say, quite a polarizing movie. To be honest, a lot of the positive um, reviews have more to say, but the people that don't like it um, and they gave it poor reviews seem to be hinging it on one point that seems to have broken it for them. So uh, Tyler, one and a half stars. This literally happened to my friend Laurie four years ago. Um, <laughs> Adam, two and a half stars, a little bit more positive. Leatherface literally killed cancel culture. Um, it's not exactly literally killing a cancel culture, Adam. Sorry. Um, Theo, one star, look how they, in brackets, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, massacred my boy. Um, <laughs> Joe A, um, say that Netflix should waive next month's fee as an apology for putting this movie out. Uh, Dakota says that I've seen porn with better writing and direction than this. A little bit harsh. Maybe you're watching some exceptionally some produced exceptionally porn. Produced porn, you know, some of it's <laughs> quite high budget these days. Also, right, you know when they say things like, "Look what they did to my boy." Have you seen like seven of these other films? Like, like he's a yeah. in, in Texas Chainsaw Massacre two. He's a big bumbling oaf, um, almost <laughs> almost like a again, yeah, almost like a, a comedy character, almost like a um. I can't think of a big bumbling oaf character. Um, Cuthbert Lily, who is dead silly from <laughs> I was, was going to say Len, Lenny from Of Mice and Men, but that's definitely not a com- comedy. But you know what I mean? It's just like this. he's played up to be this big idiot. Is he like the abominable snowman from from like those Looney Tunes? He's like, what's his name from Harry and the Hendersons? Harry. Harry. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what's his name from says name of thing? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. What's his face? What's his face from? Yeah, you know. Okay. Um, He's all the, the funny bloke from Mr. Bean. What's his name? Oh. The, the thing is, right? Films like this that include <laughs> Mr. Bean. Films like this that include something like that, which makes people go, "Ah, oh, bloody hell." Modern films, modern people, modern this, modern that. Like they're designed to create an extreme reaction from you yeah and by having i think it's clever marketing i think it's cynic i think it is largely cynically done saying ha like the this will this anyone who dislikes modern modern elements of culture goes oh i hate it Al. they think you shouldn't be bad about things all these bloody these bloody liberals like it's like culture culture war and politics like is you can you can see it in everything like mm-hmm. for example when people say keep politics out of and then say something it's like well politics are kind of in everything as <laughs> keep, as you... keep keep your politics out of captain america first issue punches hitler <laughs> yeah punches hitler but you know what i mean if it's if it involving human beings like mm-hmm. politics are going to come into it in some way like what what is there out there that's completely void of politics like yeah i don't know what i mean i i, I genuinely don't know what is there? Like, because you could say, oh, avocado on toast, that's that's just food. That's nothing to do with politics. I'm pretty sure I remember seeing something in, like, the Daily Mail. Not that I read it. I just saw the headline online, which was, like, blaming Meghan Markle for eating 
eating eating avocado eating avocado because it was because it was like displacing some farmers who were doing it so do you know what i mean like people will look for politics in anything because it is in everything so to say keep politics out of anything especially like when you're making a movie that's 50 years old and suddenly you're setting it in 2022 how can you make it feel like a set in 2022 it needs to feel yeah, we have like now like like it or love it like a lot of things are politically charged and polarized these days if things are going to be set in a modern era that is the that is the thing that you would that you would base it on it's like having a film set in the late 30s early 40s and then not being a war on yeah like that like it's, it's exactly, um that's a great yeah. that's a great point a great point um, yeah you have to you have to lean into these things but Oddly enough, you know, skillfully done in terms of marketing, the way you stack up your victims and the way you have the things, because the film in itself is actually largely apolitical. If you think of like the actual action beats of the film, it's just about a man who is a Texas chainsaw wielding Rongan that saws a lot of people up. It wouldn't matter no. if the people he sawed up were from any scope of the of the political spectrum you would like it doesn't largely doesn't matter spectrum any from any country in the world any identified as any gender any sexuality he's gonna stick a chainsaw through them and slice them and dice them um so yeah yeah, chainsaws men women all all cultures all creeds that old lady gets Gets Um, yeah i reckon if he had a chance he'd, he'd do a kid yeah, props. <laughs> he is. I mean, that's that's again. We're talking about him as him as this it, this shark on land type of guy. Sharks are gonna do the same, you know. Uh, well, obviously, sharks are uh, misrepresented. It misrepresented. They don't kill yeah. half as many people as you think. Um, but in movies, they're angry, they banging. They're wrong. And they're, they're dead cross. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so we, we, we have this and then we, I guess, after the bit on the bus, we kind of go into our battle state where we have a two lead, well, like like a trio, basically, right? So we have, um, so we have Melody, Leela Lila, and uh, Sally Hardesty, yeah. like I li- versus Leatherface. I like one thing that Sally says to leela which is when they're sort of insistent on running away or driving away she says no you like have to face him because he'll haunt you forever so obviously she's explaining that's obviously haunted her for her life her big regret is that she can never find him even though he's just knocking about 20 me- 20 minutes down the road uh, <laughs> so i think i think sally fight. that you might have got i think you might have had more luck getting over it over the like over the four, 50 years that followed, if you'd moved slightly further away, yeah, get yourself out of there. That's what you should have done. Because um, surely, if you've been involved in uh, an event which has been captured by the news as the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, don't stay living in Texas. Every time you see a sign that says like "Welcome to Texas," it all comes flooding back. Oh, bloody move hell. to the move okay. to the place that's like the opposite of Texas. Reykjavik, I don't know. Like <laughs> somewhere that is not like Texas in the least. <laughs> I wonder where you're gonna go with that. 
so yeah, obviously we get the bit where Sally goes up to Leatherface and says, I demand you remember me and my friends and everyone you murdered, you sick bastard. And he obviously just goes like, Who? He goes, Shan. <laughs> he goes, a Shan. Yeah, Shan. You can't remember me. <laughs> Yeah. Oh well, let me just let me just check. Uh, what are you doing, Leatherface? Oh, I'm just having uh, a look in my little book here for people that are the boss of me. Um, <laughs> Sally, Sally, no, 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 not on there. I'm afraid. Not um, on there. Uh, and in the back, it's got number of fucks I give, and uh, it's, a blank, <laughs> yeah. it's a blank page. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's got, he's got his apron on. Obviously, he's going through all the pockets. What are you looking for in there? She's looking for some fucks to give about you and your friends that I met. It's been 50 Ow. years as well, and he still has left one in there. So pretty much immediately <laughs> fucks up Shally. Shally? <laughs> Sally. <laughs> yeah, it just her chainsaws up. are right in the gulliver. Chainsaws are right in the gulliver, but she like, seems to survive for a, a while so that she can like shoot him quite a few times. Yeah. Um, and then he goes after Melody and Leela, who like drive a car into a building. Um melody like ends up trapped she's like ah just get out of here run away um leela like runs away and i think when leverface appears doesn't melody like apologize like say leverface i'm really sorry about what happened to your mum slash mother figure we shouldn't have done it um i'm not sure exactly what happens i think this is when mm. sally shoots him i think he's about to do the do the do the evil yeah he's He's twice. doing like he's doing his he's doing his chainsaw tricks and then um shoots him. Yeah. She shoots him. He runs away. He's quite speedy on his he's quite light on his feet, right? Yeah, when he's um when he's when he's got a place to be, like when he's when he's running uh when Sally has got the when Sally's got the shotgun when he gets to the first place, he's in the street, he's like, right, come on, you've got to be off with it now. And then he comes out of the alleyway and runs at yeah. them. He's like Neo. It was terrifying, right? Like, I was scared. Dodging around those bullets. This is what's kind of crazy because obviously, like people, obviously Michael Myers is is resolute and but he's got like a he's got a, a speed he sticks to. He's got a speed limit, the Michael Myers speed limit, which you know he might you know does he teleport when you can't see him? Who knows? But Leverface, a Leverface running at you, swinging around his chainsaw like a nutter. My God, it's scary. Yeah, he's uh, he's wiry, he's serpentine. He's like dodging those bullets. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's he's all over the shop. But yeah, that's how he gets the sick guys. And then, um, thankfully, they have their final. I mean, you can see why they wanted this real estate, big open spaces, indoor pool in this place they end up in, mm. or is it like a grease pit from a garage? I'm not sure. Yeah, but um, what it, I know, I was confused by that. I was like, is it some sort of I mean, it was like some sort of some sort of Roman Greco baths that you found <laughs> inside this abandoned Texas town. Fifty years, um, yeah, it's pretty horrible. And a, so here it says a pool of water, but you know, who knows what it's used for? So they managed to, they, he like ambushes them, attacks them, um, but then Melody like does a finisher on him, like a, like a fatality. Which is like a chainsaw uppercut. Yeah. Chainsaw so uppercuts him. She chainsaw uppercuts him into the water. Yeah. Maybe it's not a fatality. Maybe that's the mistake they make and why you can come back for a final scare because she didn't know the input for the fatality, so she just did an uppercut. Yeah. I know it's got a chainsaw with it, but it wasn't. You know, um, she didn't knock him off the pit or, but or turn him thing. into a little baby. 
I'm sure it was obvious, wouldn't it, that he was going to be. I think a few seconds before that, there was a moment where he ended up underwater and he leapt out like a cat, <laughs> which is pretty. <laughs> a cat that's just fallen in the bath. <laughs> <laughs> he's got his he's got his arms and legs on the side. Something to go in. Um, yeah, but so yeah, after she uppercuts him in. And this is a good shot, you know, when he, when Leatherface is lying in the pool and his hair and his Leatherface. That's great. It, look, it, look, it looks great. Like give me light on this film because it's, you know, like I say, I don't think I don't think the film takes itself as seriously as a lot of people have taken it with the with the messaging of it. I think when they wrote the line about. Do then you'll be cancelled. The writers are going, ha, 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 a people fun gonna, line. People are going to hate are, this. And love yeah, it. People, people are going to equally parts love and hate this. I think they were having fun when they wrote it. And then yeah. they're probably not used to how, how angry people will have been on both it's sides not like of it. A, it's not like, what word, what word am I thinking of? But you know, something, it's not like, a, it's not in bad taste, even though it no. is about a chainsaw man murdering dozens and dozens of people. It's not in bad taste. It's not like got uh, you know. Sometimes you watch films like this, and it's got like there's something about it. Like you're watching it, and you feel like this this anger from someone who's written it, perhaps a, a, a different yeah. type of person, and that maybe like a, a group or something. Yeah, you know, it's not. And I think it's just poking fun at both sides of the of the argument, like quite. And getting well, a I think I'm, yeah, getting a reaction from both sides of the argument as well. Um, and obviously, in the final. The f- like the the end of the film essentially this biggest was... twist of all I found <laughs> this in this almost... film self driving cars have e- exist yeah. in this universe. What's going on? What year is it? Um, but also this moment is obviously supposed to make people just go, "Oh my god, what the frick?" Because obviously, yeah. he's, obviously he's not dead or Leatherface because you didn't see him get his think he didn't get chopped in half or have his head off. Yeah, like uh, with with any of these horror icons. You have to like get them obliterated like Rorschach in the ep- spoilers for Watchmen in three, two, Do one. It. <laughs> yeah. Do it. Yeah, unless they get literally vaporized. That's then, what you need, Dr. Manhattan. Dr. Manhattan, are you busy? Can you get yourself down to Harlow, Texas? I mean, it ain't gonna take him long. Well, also, like he could he would know you were going to phone him. That's so you, <laughs> he would know you were gonna phone him and could have already been there. Because he can be in multiple places at once. Yeah, he can. His he could little... have just turned up and gone, <laughs> exploded. His... He could have. <laughs> he could have distracted Leatherface with his blue glowing penis, and then obliterated him. Yeah, so... would have would have saved us all the bother. So uh, no... But then again, he has. Um, you know, he has become tired of this world, hasn't he? So he's probably not paying attention to it. That's true. Maybe could Leatherface... have stopped all those other faces. Leatherface is the same. They've got a little bit of. Uh... A little bit of something in common. They're both together in this world. <laughs> it is 1979. I, I am indulging in a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It is 2022. I am indulging in a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It is 2019. <laughs> I'm someone's cousin inexplicably, and I am indulging in a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's 2065. Leverface is still alive. <laughs> I'm indulging in, in space. A, in space. Leverface is only aged by five years. He is Yoda. <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah. we talked about doing fatalities. Maybe that's what happened to him. Like, maybe, um, obviously, he had his <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre in 1979. And then in 90s, when it reached its popularity, sort of 94, maybe, Mortal Kombat 2 came out. Someone had a fight with him similarly, and he got babality to reset in his age back to. <laughs> babality. He got babality in the 90s 
meaning that then, of course, what would happen if he would been inexplicably turned into a baby? He would get put in an orphanage. Oh, God. Oh and his chainsaw would have been put away until he was old enough. I've done it. I fixed the universe. They all work. It all fits. Love, I just love the word babality. Love uh, a babality. So the fight so essentially the, the end of this film is while Melody and Leela are getting in their car, self-driving car, to go home. Leela puts on Sally's like cowboy hat, didn't she? Uh, yeah, bit, she like bit, goes. Bit yeah, we've. Yeah, this this old woman who's literally dead on the floor over there. Um, she goes, yeah, I will wear her hat. And then she puts into the self-driving car. Wherever, the, wherever millennials live, she literally goes, Times Square, New York City. It goes, <laughs> commencing Leverface. driving in three, two, one. Leverface in Times Square. Can you imagine that? Leatherface right. takes Manhattan. People just think he's like uh, one of those guys in Times Square who goes around doing the robot and shit. They'll be like, "There's a there's a bloody chainsaw man here. Give him some money." Uh, so yeah, Dom's yeah. He puts like go to Domino's Pizza on his pizza on his chainsaw, and he can like spin it around, do some tricks like those sign throwers. I love it. Uh, so obviously the the hor- horrific horrific moment is that just as the car sets off. Melody is dragged out of the car by Leatherface, who isn't dead, obviously. Uh, Leela sort of can't help because she's because the self-driving car is like taking her away, so she comes out, jumps out of the. Yeah, she sunroof. kind of she's she's kind of just trapped, and she's able to lean out of the sunroof because the car's gone. Dramatic locking in, <laughs> dramatic yeah. locking in in progress. Cannot let cannot let anyone escape. And the ultimate like troll slash fuck you is that Leatherface just decapitates Melody with the chainsaw and like holds her head up like some sort of twisted Perseus with Medusa's head. Yeah, and does a little dance, doesn't he? Oh yeah, he does. I imagine, I imagine he then goes on to make a little love and get down tonight after yeah. the after the cameras have stopped rolling. Yeah. What did he do with the head while he was doing the dance? I don't know. Did he, is, she, is it still in his hand or does he place it down somewhere? I don't know. Well, there we go. I don't remember. But there, there you that, go. That is the ending. There is a post-credit scene. Don't know if you stayed around for that. Oh, I didn't. What happens in the post-credits? It is just Leatherface uh, making his way back to the house where apparently the Oh, I did watch it. I just took place. Just him like, sort of trudging along on his way back to the house. No one's been there for 50 years. Have they? I don't know. Uh, he's going to have a load of housework to do. And the next what the next thing is going to be is him doing up the house. Um in, and there's going to be a lovely montage of him painting. Oh, grand designs. Grand designs with Leatherface himself. Uh, yeah, that's that. That's that one. Where are we going to rate it? What do you fancy rating this one? Yeah, I'll yeah. give it a rating. You know what? Like, very polarised <laughs> on the social medias. For some people, it was the best thing in the franchise for years. Other people, no terrible, what have you done to my, to my boy? Um, as you said... People that say that, I don't think they've been watching what has been happening to their boy for the last decade or so. Mm. Um, for me, totally fine. Will I be in a rush to watch it again? Possibly not. If it was on, would I turn it off? Also, probably not. Like, yeah. it's fine. There's a fine entry into a into a slasher franchise. Um, yeah, totally, totally acceptable as as a movie. Maybe then, maybe I'm damning it with faint praise there because there is nothing there that makes it essential for me. But it was it was totally good, so I will give it. Um, 
I don't know if I'm failing to go that, either way. It gets a passing grade. A C minus, maybe a C. Yeah. No, no, not a minus. C minus feels like you err into the side of it being bad. Straight, straight C. It was fine. Well, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a decent rate. Uh, well, I'm gonna go a bit higher than that just because I <clears throat> had a good time with it. I think if I was gonna watch it again, it would be like a, you know, a film you watch with a group of people, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, a good. In terms of like slasher movies where there's not much substance but it's just loads of good brutal kills, do you know what? It's up there for me because okay, I I enjoy I enjoyed it for what it was. I was I enjoyed all the kills. I didn't want all that much additional story. You know, maybe I'd overdone it because maybe in the last twelve months I'd seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre two and three. I watched Leatherface as well, so maybe like I had enough of that story that they kind of wanted to shoehorn in to everything you want all those characters you want all those characters in there you want the reality that they're all in yeah (laughs) like oh don't you want to know why leatherface does what he does uh it was the prequel and even that doesn't answer the questions so i don't want anything else apart from chainsaw man on a rampage murdering people so for me it it did enough and i don't know something about this world this like abandoned town i thought it was i thought it was like pretty cool I'll probably give for a B minus, you know, but that might be one where oh. w- when I come back and watch it again, I might be like, maybe not. But considering we've watched things like Halloween Kills, which was like infuriating for what it tried to do, and Scream, yeah. which Scream was all right, but it didn't like blow me away. But films that kind of really do rely on these, the the legacy and the, and legacy, the background, yeah, the background, the established characters, and all these things. I appreciated this film, for the fact that it didn't really do... I know, obviously, we had Sally, but she wasn't as big a role as yeah. could have... If it was all about her taking down Leatherface, it may have got boring pretty quick. But yeah, I'd say it was... I'd say this film... This film's relationship to Halloween Kills is both its biggest benefit and its biggest problem, detractor, for me as a viewer anyway, because I would say... I look on it more favorably because unlike Halloween Kills, I didn't think it cynically was trying to waste my time while it spun its wheels for a movie because it should have been two movies instead of three. Mm. Um, So I'm not angry with it in that sense. At the same time, it suffers because it's so easy to draw the parallels between Laurie Strode and Mm. Sally in this film because unfortunately both aesthetically in terms of style in terms of what the character has done and the obsession that they have harbored um it was it's very it's very similar and it's very easy to draw those comparisons i think if you'd done something different with sally and rather than saying oh i've been preparing for this time because i knew he was going to come back and i was going to kill him maybe even if it was so subtle to say this person has been uh, a nervous recluse for all these years, but has. Sw- well, then again, that's exactly what happens with Laurie Strode. Who knows? <laughs> like, like it, they could have done something different. Maybe she'd gone away and done a Stephen King's It thing, where she'd gone away, but had left someone in that town and said, "Hey, um, if he ever comes back, then tell me because I've sworn that I will do yeah. this. I swore an oath to my friends and maybe leaned into the friends a little bit more rather than just it having quite a shallow parallel. But yeah, who knows? Yeah. There we go. Well, I think we enjoyed it a lot more than some corners of the horror 
horror world did. But, you know, that's what makes this genre so enjoyable. Uh, things like this come out and split the fandom. Uh, but it gets people talking, which is nice. And, yeah. again, good well, for, what's she gonna for do? genre. What's she going to do? We all just agreed with each other in this world, Ben. It'd be, um, in many ways, lots of things would be better, but some things would be more boring. So we'll take it. Yeah. I mean, it'd be nice. It'd probably be a nicer place to live, but at the same time. <laughs> if we all universally had similar opinions on Texas Chainsaw Massacre reboot, <laughs> yeah, it was good. It's all right. It's lovely, that is. Yeah. I love it. Okay. It's nice go. to see people out making their art. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Uh, so thanks for listening to this bonus ode. Sorry it took so long to get this one out, but you know, we did it in the end. Um That's we're not nice. always we're not always there we're not always on time. That's a shanty, isn't it? It's not always there when you call. When you call, but, but I'm always, always on, on time. time. And I gave you my all and whatever the next lyric is. But basically Maybe be mine. <laughs> Basically, that's what we're trying to say. So, thanks for listening. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash horror hangout. Thanks to Kovach Cowman for our theme music. Thanks to Acast for hosting the show. Please consider giving us a rating or review and head over to the Facebook group, Horror Hangout Board of Advisors, to have a chat with us more over there. That'd be nice. Uh, but yeah, thanks very much, Andy, for being a right horror dude. Cheers, Ben. Good to finally get this one in the bag. Uh, and then on on to the next one. That's a good on thing about horror movies. They keep coming out. They keep bloody coming out, don't they? God. Someone when just will we complete us, it? Give us a rest. What percentage? We're going for the Platinum Trophy on horror movies, but we're nowhere near it. Oh, we got a ways to go yet. New DLC comes out every day. Right. Okay. See you later, Until then, though. See you later. I better go and watch another one. <laughs> yeah, you better. See, ya. <laughs> See you later. Bye. Bye.